This is the Munate Fela podcast from your ultimate campus radio, Kofsi. And I want to read something out to you. If I can just ask you to open your jacket, uh, Badmont. The loss or giving up of something as a penalty for wrongdoing. The director and his mentor of forfeiture here joining us, Barant and Devet. Uh, Debea, sorry, Debea. Uh, you've got to get your four tracker names right. I apologize. I apologize. It's very Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, I mean, we, we're speaking forfeiture. You, you were explaining to me off air, like, it's quite, quite interesting. You wrote it, you directing it. And more importantly, it's got no actual genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what what compelled you as one of your first plays to write to make a, a genreless <sighs> play? I don't know. <laughs> you don't do these things yeah. now, Amsterdam, willingly. Um, well, it, it, in my second year, I had this epiphany one 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 evening, or was it afternoon? I kind of took a nap sometimes, and then I just woke up and then to get to my computer and started writing and writing, and then all of a sudden it's started to come out and it became something entirely different from what you would expect from a realistic play. Mm. It became something completely anti-realistic. Um, and uh, it went through a whole process. I mean, it's been two years in development now. Mm-hmm. The script itself, it went from Afrikaans text over to an English text. Um, and the... It's it's why why I wouldn't say that it's why why I would say that it's it doesn't actually have a genre is because it's heavily influenced by the avant gardes mm. and by the whole postmodern movement of breaking conventions um, and not keeping to certain rules within conventional theatre. Well, let me let me turn to um, to the beer here because you know you've been teaching Badant for I think three or four years now, and uh, he's gone through the degree, done really well. Um, I've enjoyed. Quite a, well, all the shows of the few that I've seen, but it must be quite um, surreal to have students actually start writing their own scripts. Is that, or is that something that just happens normally? I, I, I think that's the most enjoyable part of yeah. the job is um, seeing students become independent theatre practitioners. Yeah. Um, it kind of validates the work that you're doing, so you can finally see, okay, they understand what you've taught them, yeah. um, and they go out and they make the theatre. So it's really, really exciting. But Baron, this was your own initiative. It wasn't part of like any homework you had to do or any any course. You were just like, I was just like, okay, let's go. Right, so right, clearly, right, 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 right. you know, the degree isn't packed enough. You, you should give them more work. <laughs> we'll, we'll try our best. <laughs> no, but that's uh, that, that's pretty awesome. So now you've got this production. What are your anticipations? Your hopes for it? I really hope that um, people who are coming to go and watch the production, um, that they don't go to the production that they want to see a, a linear storyline. It's a cause and effect. I want them to go and sit and just experience theatre, yeah. not just in a an audio and a but more of the visual side of theatre. It's got its way over its form over content, um, out, out and out. There's and I want people to just go and sit and see theatre in a way that I don't think they traditionally are used to. Um, that's a, it's a lot more fun. You don't have to. You don't actually have to sit and follow a story. You can just experience moments and moments and moments. So what you're trying to establish yourself is as is as the Tarantino of the stage. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but uh, you, we all aim for something. Yeah. Oh, very good. So now, uh, have you ever performed this play before? Is this going to be one of the first performances? This is going to be the de- it's debuting this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you are of, of course also going to the Grahamstown or the National Arts Festival. Yes. To, to Grahamstown or as it's now known Makanda there we go uh, so 
very close to Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very close. <laughs> and uh, obviously that's going to be the debut then. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So how do you, as a practitioner, fresh out of varsity, how are you able to get access to a national arts festival? Well, I originally wanted to do the play independently because, uh, yeah, but uh, then I had the, because then I, then I approached the beer and Dion, our uh, other lecturer, Dion von Igat, and I gave them the script. I said, would you kindly look at it? Um, uh, what do you think? What should I do? What's the process? And then they came back to me and they said, what if we make this part of the student, our honor student production? Right. And, um, I was like, yeah, of course, naturally, because then you have the backing of a department sure. behind you, which helps a lot, and that came with its own perks of, yeah. I mean, going, because we always get an invitation from the Graham Star National Arts Festival to go and perform there at their student festival. I see, I see. And um, then the Fringe Festival here also has been very kindly kind to give us a slot at the Fringe Festival yeah. as well, because of the department's affiliation with the festival. But now you have the, these two platforms, mm. which is fantastic yes. and pretty exceptional for, like, were you on a student now? Yes, I'm on yeah. a student, yeah. Uh, and so, obviously, there, there must be, well, once it's successful, something you want to leverage that into, like you've leveraged your connection to the department to actually mm. get them. Mm. Uh, the success of having these, what do you want to leverage that into for maybe the next six months or the next year? What are the plans for Baron going forward? Um, oof, well, the, the, this isn't going to be the last um, shows of this production. Mm. We will be doing it at the end of the year as well at the department. We will play around with the... With the um, the whole the venue as well itself, um, but there's also there are uh, there's another script that I also wrote that is also in the pipeline um, for maybe next year. Um, we're still waiting for confirmation on that, so I'm not going to give away too much about that. Um, and then as well, also other ideas that are there. So there is the bank is still full. And, um, the bank is still <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. It's ready to give to... The, it's, it's a socialistic bank. Oh. So it's ready to give to the people. Um, so now it's... Uh, next year, I'm probably going to continue with my master's as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to... You don't want to you know, break the connection that you have with a department that has been really good for you sure. and has helped you a lot. So, no, there is definitely stuff coming. Just waiting for confirmation on those things. You're not letting go of him, are you? <coughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, uh, and also, I mean, a, a lot of the, the work he's going to do in the theatre um, is um, dependent on financing. Yeah. Um, so... Right now, at the moment, we're all sitting and waiting um, for the money to flow in. All so right. As soon so as that if, happens, if you're listening and you have some spare change yes. or maybe a check, who still has a checkbook? Uh, maybe you have <laughs> a checkbook people. and you just feel like writing some zeros with a one on the end. Yeah. Uh, that's a. Uh, on the right end. I'm yes, not, well, yes, yes, yes. That yes. would be the left end. <laughs> then uh, send it our way. We'll speak a little bit more about forfeiture and the play itself in just a moment. But first, uh, getting into the thing you listen to Corp CFM for, it's the great music here on your Stop. ultimate campus. Wish you were gay. Billy Eilish coming your way on the Manate Fela breakfast. Uh, still in studio with uh, Barant and De Beer, the men of, of forfeiture. A little read something for you. Three people removed from society must atone for the they committed whilst outside. Seth, Amy, and Rainan? Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Rainan. Live under a certain rule of the sinister Kerez. You must stop me when I get it's, this no, wrong. No, no, it, it has, it, it had, the name has changed for that one. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah, we've, yeah. Who asks them of certain things. Then there is uh, another name, Ghostly. Ghosty. Uh, 
ghosty. That sounds really cool. It doesn't sound as sinister as you probably make him out to be. The sheet goes to torments and mocks the three. Okay, now it doesn't sound silly. Anyway. Mental illness, addiction, violence, and power has become the norm for this group of people. Come and see how they destroy themselves. Well, um, like, it's a... Uh, not very bright and shiny, is no, it now no, that? No, 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 uh, no, no, no. So, like, where, you said you woke up one morning and you, or one afternoon <laughs> yeah, or one evening yeah, after, yeah. after too much tuck and then you <laughs> decided to write this. So, what, uh, there must have been something that inspired this from before you yeah. went to sleep. What, what, what came of this? I think one, one thing that um, I've always, uh, when there was one word, it's in Afrikaans, it's just, it was maan kijker. Yeah. So, it was moon watcher. That's where it started. I thought about this one um, person sitting outside his house, maybe on a porch, looking up at the moon, and then you get into this weird introspective space where you start to think about what you, where you are in life and where mm. you're going in life. And I think that's where the inspiration started, was this person looking up at the moon and becoming aware of his humanity, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, like, what uh, what can we expect? Because I see age restriction sixteen, yeah. but then it gives me language, violence, sex, and nudity, which which kind of prompts me to think it should be eighteen. <laughs> whatever. Uh, what what's to expect? Like, will I be offended? Yeah, I I think I think you'll be. I don't think I, I, I mean okay well I don't get offended by yeah. it I mean because I wrote it but um, I think some people might be offended I think the word would rather be you'll be un- uncomfortable oh fantastic it's quite unsettling I would say there's the word uh, okay. yes. Um, yes so unsettling and so what would compel me to go want to watch it I think that what's, what's really interesting about it is it's because it's not realistic mm. it's it's anti-realism it's um the, the characters become almost allegories for people and th- and things in in life in general it's very you watch it and it doesn't it feels distant and yeah. it feels it, it's taking place in a different world but if you think about it it's very relevant because it it deals with things like mental health right um, Stockholm syndrome um, there's depression there's anorexia there's pornography addiction not Substance abuse, not so much. Oh, More right. behavioral addictions. Oh wow, that's which, a different take on which is which is kind of because because I've always felt like people have if you talk about someone that's addicted to a certain substance, there's a sort there's a sort of amount of sympathy that goes along with that. Yeah. People, they, if you're addicted to pills, they're like, yo, you need the pills to, you know, to go on in life. That's why you became addicted to it. It's right. a very stupid example. No, no, totally. Um, but if you take behavioral addiction like pornography, masturbation, sex which isn't something that you literally is a substance that mm. you take into your body it's a behavior and your brain compels you to do those certain things it's it's there's a certain taboo around that people don't want to talk about that sort of things and it's it's on the forefront of the destruction of relationships and the way you view life and sex and intimacy and um and i feel like it's that issues there, it's, it gets translated well to stage yeah. visually as well. And within the characters, they all represent sort of certain elements of that. I'm going to turn it over to Debea because you obviously read the script and gave it seemingly overwhelming support. Um, but I mean, listening to it, reading the blurb, like hearing it's unsettling, like that seems counterintuitive to me. I don't want to be unsettled, but you're the <laughs> theatre practitioner. Yes. So what um, what inspired you to support the script? Well, one of my um, areas of expertise um, theoretically is working um, in the field of the aesthetics of the grotesque. Oh, wow. and okay. so um, <laughs> these types of themes are really interesting. 
interesting to Absolutely. me. Um, the latest research shows that we, um, as a society, are much more attracted to things that are grotesque versus things that sure. are beautiful. Um, we're interested in it. It um, things that are weird, things that are strange, things that are uncanny. Mm. Um, so, um, especially a younger generation, yeah. um, where where we grew up with this, this idea of um, the aesthetic of beauty um, being the ultimate thing to strive for. Um, the youth seems to strive more towards um, things that um, upset, which um, take the apple cart and throw it over right. completely. And so these types of works are really, really interesting. And I mean, we, we see these things, we see it in Game of Thrones, yeah. we see it um, on television, whatever we watch um, is influenced by this aesthetic of the grotesque. But, uh, I mean, we rarely get it in theatre um, mm. from, well, from a layman's perspective. I, I don't watch a lot yes. of theatre, but this is the first time I've ever seen something like this, which begs the question. I have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we've been seeing each other for two years. Do I take her to this play? I would say yes. All right. Yes, yes. If, you want as something, as if you want something to talk about afterwards, yes. you'll right. definitely have something to talk about. All right. There's a girl I met on Tinder. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'm single, but I want to take this girl out. So the first time I'm meeting her, is this a good place for a first date? Uh, well, it, it depends if you want a second date or not. Maybe maybe she'll like the things she sees on yeah. stage. You never know. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to set the tone, see what... Uh, it, it, because it's, like you say, it's, it's unsettling. It's something that most of us lay people um, who aren't in the theatre industry uh, aren't necessarily used to. So I'm trying to get a gauge of... What there is to expect, but I don't think there's a there's any way to gauge it. It's more a matter of having to actually go and. Yeah, yeah it's it's difficult. It's difficult to actually. I mean, I can, we can talk about the plots and we can talk yeah. about the themes, but to sa- tell you what's happening on stage, that'll give away way too much. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've got the plot. Uh, yeah. Three people yeah, must have it, yeah. uh, atone for their sins yeah. committed while outside, which is. I don't know how good your philosophy is, but it's a it's a very Kantian view of the world. Like you you apply the veil of ignorance, you're looking from the outside in. Yes, like yes. where would you want to yes, be? Yes, because uh, also we we, um, we we approached it through the methods of Michael Chekhov, which is also yes. a, a huge. Um, um, he was in the early 1900s, huge um, acting specialist um, after Stanislavski, and then also the Commedia dell'arte, yes. which gets to which handles with mask work. So there's mask work in the play as well. And the Masks also alienate you even more from the from the piece, so you become even more critical of what you're seeing on stage, and it also makes it a l- very funny. Yeah, so yeah, don't get me wrong; it's not a drama at all. Oh, okay. It's actually, I would say, it's a comedy. Yeah, and I, I mean, <laughs> a grotesque comedy. A grotesque comedy. And if you think that actors have to play with masks on their stage, um, your instrument is your face. That's sure. what you communicate your emotions yeah. through. So, working with these masks, now, the actors it. really have to work physically to get their emotions across. Um, So it's really an interesting watch. Well, looking forward to watching it. And if I, well, well, I do want to, but uh, if anyone else wants to out there, which uh, I'm sure I'll recommend because I'm, I'm more uh, curious than anything else. <laughs> what uh, what uh, are the times and dates and venues that we can uh, watch? All right, so I, I, I could give you the times for the Gramstown one as well. Yeah, if you know, happen if, to be if in you Grams. happen to go home, you know today, or you're there if you're listening online or whatever. Um, at the at, Na- at the National Arts Festival, we have three shows at the rehearsal room. It's the 28th of June at 11, the 29th of June at 8:30 um, p.m. And then the 30th of June, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And then here at the Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. 
we have two performances and it's at the Creative Kilowatt um, EXR room 2 mm-hmm. so it's there at the EXR rooms the 4th of July at 8 o'clock in the evening and the 5th of July 10 o'clock in the morning oh, fantastic and you say it's going to be a laugh as well yeah 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 okay. yeah you'll definitely it'll 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 make you laugh yeah. and it'll make you uncomfortable it might make you cry it might make you feel angry that's mm-hmm. good emotion is good all right well here's the thing if you're not curious and if you're not interested in theater, and if you still don't want to watch uh, Forfeiture based on everything that we've discussed here, you're a fool. But also, definitely still go, because it's one of the few times you'll be able to actually go to the EXR and still smile. <laughs> yes, <laughs> And experience a different emotion. Absolutely. Bad on to Thank you so much for joining us here on the Monate Fela Breakfast, telling us about Forfeiture. Looking forward to watching it. And then hopefully having you back after you've done your world tour of uh, what uh, is seemingly going to become a, an amazing play. Mm, and maybe you. even a, a few gods staple in you know, grade nine Oof. with English uh, students. <laughs> Thank you very much. That awesome was the Monate Fela podcast. Uh, stay tuned for more things. <laughs> All the girls say I'm-